Hello and welcome to Baylor Connections, a conversation series with the people shaping our future. Each week we go in-depth with Baylor leaders, professors, and more discussing important topics in higher education, research, and student life. I'm Derek Smith, and today we are talking statistics, data science, and sports analytics with Dr. Rod Sturdivant. Dr. Sturdivant serves as Associate Professor of Statistical Science and Director of the Statistical Consulting Center at Baylor. A retired U.S. Army Colonel, he joined the Baylor faculty in 2020. His award-winning statistical science research has served a variety of disciplines, including health, disease, sports analytics, and more. Last year, the National Science Foundation awarded Sturdivant and a team of educators from five universities with a $1.1 million grant to utilize sports analytics to prepare the next generation of data scientists. Well, lots going on in that grant and uh, in your world here at Baylor, Dr. Sturdivant. Really appreciate you taking the time to visit with us today. Thanks so much. Well, looking forward to diving in and... Interesting question, I think, with with you, with all the different areas your work touches is, you know, if someone were to ask you, what do you do? H- how would you respond to that? Yeah, that's an interesting question. So statistics in general is um, developing methods, techniques, and, and applying them to analyze data to help decision makers. And so I think that's probably... Uh, how I would summarize what I do. And I'm very much on the applied end uh, these days of that world. So I'm literally working with real data sets, trying to um, tease out of them insights that will help people to make decisions. Well, you do it in a number of different industries. Now, I think with your work, you could be exposed to basically every conceivable industry or discipline out there. For you, how how true has that been in your own work? Yeah, it's been uh, tremendously true. Um, particularly because, uh, as you mentioned, I'm the director of statistical consulting here. Um, I did the same thing at West Point for about 10 years. I uh, founded a consulting center. Um, and I think at West Point, I dealt with every department on campus. There were 13 except for law. Since I've been at Baylor, um, I've added law to that. I've actually okay. had some interactions with the law school, um, asking for some help with some data analysis. Um, so, yes, it, it crosses every discipline. I, I think in my career, health professions have been probably the one that has been most prevalent. Um, I'm a biostatistician by, tr- by training, um, so that's sort of my natural bent. But um, that's also been where a lot of the researchers have come from. You mentioned a natural bent. Are you naturally curious about different uh, industries and organizations? Absolutely, yeah. It's one of the things I really like about being a statistician is that um, I, I don't have to, you know, you, it, I think there's something to be said for diving very deep into one area and getting very, very um, expert on that. But um, I really like new problems and um, learning new things. And so um, each time somebody comes to me with a problem, it's just very interesting to hear about their own research in that area. And of course, I don't become an expert in that area, but at least I get to, you know, sort of dabble a little bit. You know, I'll definitely <laughs> at least a uh, at least a little bit about a lot, and probably a lot about a lot uh, if you uh, really dive into it. Um, you mentioned director of the Statistical Consulting Center at Baylor. How long has that been around, and what do you do there? Um, it's been around before my time, but I was hired um, with a, a specific goal of um, filling the role of directing and sort of raising the the visibility of that um, consulting group. I think statisticians by nature were sort of collaborative, um, and so our, our faculty have been doing this for a while, but, but we formalized it in, um, so I've been here a little less than three years, um, and it's grown um, sub- substantially. Last semester we had 40 to 50 
clients that we worked mm-hmm. with, uh, mostly at Baylor. That's sort of our focus is to try to elevate Baylor research, but um, we've had some external clients as well. How do you help researchers at Baylor or other organizations? What's just a couple of examples? I'm sure you could give plenty. Yeah, there's there's a there's a lot. Um, it 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 could really run the gamut from somebody comes in and they're they're analyzing data um, and they just have a question um, to a full blown data analysis project where we're actually analyzing the data for them and trying to provide them with insights. Um, and there's just been quite a spectrum since I've been here of projects. We are visiting with Dr. Rod Sturdivant, and, and Rod, uh, before we talk more about your work, let, let's get to know you better just a little bit. So I mentioned a retired U.S. Army colonel. You've spent time at, at, at West Point. What, what was your uh, career, what did your career with the military look like, and then eventually what led you from there to here? Yeah, I, I was very blessed in my career, I think, um, and the, the particularly the end of my career, I was what's known as an academy professor at West Point, which um, is sort of like we like to say military tenure uh, at the academy, where um, you're senior leadership for the, for the academy, and I probably the last third of my career, uh, I played that role. Um, and so naturally, I was in academia, even though I was in the military, and so that provided a transition into academia as I retired. I uh, went to Ohio State and then found my way to Baylor um, two years ago. Were statistics always something that was interesting to you? Absolutely. Um, it's interesting. I actually, um, <laughs> I, I'm kind of an odd bird because uh, as an undergraduate, my um, I did not major in anything math, science, or engineering related, and it was because I had a very weak math background in high school. So I was discouraged from doing so, but that I love math and I love numbers. Um, and was always very, very good at that. Um, and so eventually, fortunately, um, uh, was able to, um, th- they sent me to get a master's degree uh, to go teach at West Point in math, um, even though I had not been a major. Um, and here I am. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Were most of your years at West, most of your years in the military there at West Point? Um, uh, probably a little bit over a third of my career okay. was spent at West Point, yeah visiting with Dr. Rod Sturdivant, and, you know, you wanted to teach, uh, you know, West Point's a great place to be, but you came to Ohio State and, and then Baylor. What was it that, that, that brought you here? Yeah, so we, um, after Ohio State, we also went to Azusa Pacific University in California, um, and then we decided we needed to get to where we would eventually want to retire, which uh, we had sort of targeted a few cities. One of them was San Antonio. We moved to San Antonio in uh, 2019, um, and we had just moved. Uh, we were still unpacking boxes when, through a Christian statisticians group, I got an email about this position at Baylor that included director of consulting and a faculty role, uh, which is what I had done at West Point for 10 years. And so um, I thought, boy, that just really sounds like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said to my wife, I, I know we're just moved and we're unpacking boxes. What what do you think about going up to Waco and checking out Baylor? And I, I said, I feel really called. And she said, if you feel called, we need to go check it out. And so we did. And um, and we have moved to Waco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we'll got to have here. Not a lot of time in San Antonio, but maybe no. that's what got you close, close yeah, by we, here. We, we, we had an apartment for the first couple of years that, that we were on campus here. And then we now have sold the place in San Antonio and moved up here. So that's great. We really like Waco, actually. Um, that was something that uh, we weren't sure, you know, about San Antonio versus Waco for ultimate retirement. But we really like Waco. 
Was it, uh, you know, you know, you've talked about wanting to come down to San Antonio. You've got Fort Sam Houston. Yeah. You know, you got Fort Hood. Was that, there's a lot of military, military ties up and down 35. Was that in part what that, you had connection that, with? That's right, yeah. Um, and we have, you know, we have friends that were in San Antonio, retired military as well. Um, so it's, it's a, a natural place for people to retire yeah, uh, Army Baylor down there at Fort Sam Houston. There's a lot, lot of connections. Even Absolutely, you're down there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I've done a, quite a bit of work um, through the Baylor faculty here with the Army Baylor programs in terms of supporting their uh, their research. That's great. So. Visiting with Dr. Rod Sturdivant, and you know, let, let's talk about broadly statistical science. And as we dive into you know, training up that next generation, this is a broad question for individuals with an aptitude or an interest in data science. What kind of opportunities are there, you know, in, in different industries, but also broadly as we just look at the landscape in 2023? Yeah, I think it's still the case that the opportunities are really, really um, great. Um, there, a few years ago, there was some data that suggested that it was, you know, I think one of the top ranked uh, fields in terms of potential and opportunity and growth. Um, I haven't looked recently to see if that still holds, but I think it's it's still the case. And the reason is um, that the data is so pervasive um, in every single field. Um, I get people that come to collaborate from departments that you wouldn't expect, like political science and history and, and others, because in every field now, um, there's data available and people are looking for, you know, what do I do with this data? How can I use it? How can I use it to help my, my industry, my business? Um, and so I think, I think the opportunities are great in the, in the field. And um, our students, our PhD students out of um, Baylor have done very, very well in terms of finding positions, not just in academia, but elsewhere. How, uh, you know, you've been teaching, uh, teaching in this field for a while. How rapidly is it growing? How much, uh, mm. you know, I think obviously you're constantly learning, but in a field yeah. like this is how constant and how uh, pervasive is that? Yeah, it's it's uh, daunting uh, for somebody who's a consulting statistician because the field is growing so fast, um, and um, there's sort of this merging of computer science with um, the statistical side, uh, with data mining and big data and so forth that has really changed the landscape. And so, keeping up with things <laughs> mm -hmm. is is sort of sort of a challenge, as you mentioned, somebody who's relatively broad like I am. Um, it, but, you know, every day I'm learning new things myself, so it's, it's kind of exciting. Who's a good fit? What, what, what characteristics mm. or qualities would make someone a good fit to look at data science? Yeah, I, th I think um, on the statistics side of it, um, y you need to have some uh, aptitude and, and enjoyment with mathematics. Um, so if you're good at math, um, it's like I mentioned, it's become very computational, and so I think there are... Um, people that like computers and, and programming and, and that sort of thing that, that could also find paths within the field uh, very easily. So those would be two things, two areas that I think I would look for. Um, I personally, you know, back in my day, <laughs> we, it, was it was such a different world. Um, I, I liked looking at statistics like in box scores in the newspaper. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so if you're somebody like that, <laughs> then maybe um, think about a career in uh, statistical science or data science. Absolutely. This is Baylor Connections. We are visiting with Dr. Rod Sturdivant, Associate Professor of Statistical Science and Director of the Statistical Consulting Center at Baylor. And uh, as we dive into the grant you've received, training up the next generation, trying to interest a little bit of intrigue for the next generation, 
How much of a need is there in the data science workforce? I mean, obviously enough that the NSF is making a major investment in, in trying to build that up. Yeah, I, I think I think that's exactly right. Um, and it's interesting, this grant, um, we propose a partnership with, with industry, sports industry, um, and academia to try to inspire students to get into these kind of fields, like STEM fields, uh, such as data science. Um, and the fact that we had... Um, I don't remember the exact number, but it was more than 50 industry partners that sent letters um, saying that they wanted to be a part of this network wow. that we're building. Uh, I think speaks to the fact that that they recognize how important um, and how pervasive data use has become. And this is just in the field of sports. And mm-hmm. so I think that's true in every industry, but but certainly in sports. I mean, everyone, you know, thinks of Moneyball and mm-hmm. and things like that. But um, but it's it's happening, and 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 there's not too many teams now that don't have an analytics group that work for their their team. Um, and places like ESPN have analytics groups that are analyzing and. Um, taking data and using it so they can talk about the sports on air and so forth. So it's all over the place. Um, And the industry partners, um, their interest in this grant in part is to inspire young people um, to want to pursue the field so that they eventually will come and work in it. Visiting with Dr. Rod Sturdivant. So the project, the grant project is called SCORE. The NSF funded Mm -hmm. it very generously, $1.1 million dollars. Let, let, let's dive into that and, and start with the 101. What, what is SCORE? And again, a little bit more like diving even a little further what it's designed to do here in building up that next generation. Sure. Um, so I mentioned an industry partnership. So we have um, five academic institutions that are the, the grant holders, but we have industry partners. And what we're looking to do is um, there's, there's, there's three goals of the grant, but I'll just describe the two that sort of are the main ones. One is to build a network. Um, which has been started because we have these industries partners, we have these academic partners of people that are interested in inspiring students to get into the STEM field of data science. Um, And then the second piece is to create educational uh, materials that can be used um, to do that. Um, And so uh, we're creating, hopefully, a very, very large number of modules that um, involve students in sports analytics in an introductory way that will make them say, oh, this is really cool. Um, I'm interested in studying more and learning more about this subject. Um, And the hope is that these tools could be used independently by students or in classrooms by faculty or as part of summer workshops that that might, you know, get get kids uh, to come and, and explore this field. You mentioned sports analytics. Sports fans, you know, that's become very pervasive in, in, in recent years. You find, you know, some people who don't like it as much, plenty plenty who do. But for those who aren't as familiar, what, what's, what's your kind of elevator pitch as to what sports analytics are and what they're designed to do? Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, like I mentioned, data is so easily collected these days. It, it used to be sort of, well, this could be too too narrow of a view, but baseball is the one where I always think of sports analytics as sort of starting, and, and it was kind of a natural because p- people collected data on on all kinds of things, um, batting averages and air and run averages expanded into defensive metrics for, for players and so forth, but now all sports are sort of collecting that kind of data um, and then using it to try to make decisions in terms of uh, who do I draft, um, if I'm going to make a trade, is this a good uh 
a good trade to make, um, or at the game level. And so we see this, for example, a really good example is in football. Um, going forward on fourth down is one that mm-hmm. has become just a huge thing. Uh, the Baylor football team um, is well known for going on, a for, for, on fourth down. And, yeah. and I don't know how much of that is driven by analytics or Dave Aranda's, you know, wanting to be very aggressive um, and positive. Um, but a lot of teams do it based upon analytics. So somewhere in the background, somebody has analyzed data and says, if it's fourth down and two and you're on the other team's 30-yard line, you're better off going for it than not. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's the sort of thing that, that analytics is being used for. I remember it would have been right before you got here when Baylor men's basketball was really delving into analytics. They found, for example, a, a player by the name of Ish Wainwright, who a lot of listeners might remember. His stats weren't anything that jumped off the page, but they realized that when he was in the game, the team performed at a much higher level regardless of what his stats were. I thought that's another neat example of analytics. You're figuring out some things that maybe yeah. you can't see with the naked eye. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Visiting with Rod Sturdivant, and you mentioned uh, partners from higher education. Who else involved with this? It seems like a pretty uh, pretty great list. Yeah, it's um, it's very exciting. Um, and some of us knew each other before, but not all of us. Um, so Carnegie Mellon University um, is one. They they've had a very strong sports analytics program there for quite some time. They do a summer a summer workshop program um, that sort of was part of the impetus for for how we put the grant together. Uh, West Point, um, the, the partnership that that was kind of. I knew the person at West Point, and uh, and we had talked about it. Then there's somebody who's now at Yale. He he was at ESPN, um, so we have ESPN also as one of the industry partners in this grant. Um, and then St. Lawrence University in upstate New York is another one where they've had a, a pretty strong undergraduate um, sports analytics program already. Well, you mentioned almost 50 or over 50 industry partners. Who are just a few of the uh, sports teams people might recognize? Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Buffalo Bills, um, the Dallas Mavericks um, have all signed on. And, and there's some hockey teams um, that have also, um, I think the Florida Panthers maybe, or is it Tampa Bay? One of those two um, mm-hmm. has signed on. Um, there are there are other industry partners that you wouldn't recognize um, that are places where they do analytics for sports. Um, some of these have sprung up um, companies that are doing this sort of work. Mm-hmm. And so you're partnering with them. Um, what what do these partnerships yield for students? What, what how, let's kind of take it to the student side now. What, yeah. what will these partnerships yield for students? Yeah, I, th- I think a couple of things. One is the modules that we're developing um, are in partnership with these um, these teams and industry partners. So um, the the goal is hope the hope is that we'll bring in um, real interesting problems that are relevant to those sports teams, um, and then the students will have an opportunity t- and and data sets that will come from those sports teams. So real data, um, and then the students will have an opportunity to work with that data. Um, in a way that will allow them to, you know, maybe not fully answer the questions. These are introductory t- sorts of materials, but at least give some insights that they wouldn't have otherwise and um, feel like they're contributing something back to the, to, the, to the team and seeing how it could be used in sports. Um, and so they're, they're getting a chance to see real-world um, data in a very different way. If I were to interact with one of these modules, if I were to hop on and see one down the line, what kind of things might I see? What kind of questions might I be asked? Yeah, I I think you're going to see quite a variety. Um, 
we just had a meeting last week um, of the whole team to sort of talk about where we're at and what kind of modules we have developed. Um, each of the modules um, will have a video with somebody from that sport um, introducing it. So we've developed one here at, Ma- at Baylor, um, which is in a smaller sport, which is marathon running. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the young lady who's introducing the topic is the youngest um, Olympic qualifier in the marathon on the women's side. Wow. And she'll give a little, she has a little video introduction of the of the data and what the students will be working with. And in this particular module, they'll be trying to answer the question, um, have we seen a sudden surge in world records? Um, at the track and field um, world championships last year, there was a, a number of records set, and there was an article in, I think, the New York Times that said, are we in like a golden age where all these records are falling? And so they're analyzing data to try to answer that question in that particular module. Um, but it could be a, a number of different things. We have one on stolen bases um, where a, a baseball player introduces the video, and there's a couple of little video clips of him throughout the module. And the students are trying to figure out, you know, what, what's the optimal uh, sort of when to run um, and try to steal the base. So it, it could be a number of different things. Well, that'll be fascinating to see as this project grows and uh, builds in the years ahead, months and years ahead. And Dr. Sturdivant, we're really headed into the final moments of the program. So as we close, I want to ask you, you know, you've been here at Baylor for three years now, part of this grant, statistical science at Baylor, data science, part of part of Illuminate. Where, where do you see these areas at Baylor going and growing? What are you excited about seeing that as it comes to fruition? Well, it's, it's hard to even imagine. I think um, it, there we we are growing um, in terms of data science at Baylor in a, a very at a very rapid rate. It's uh, we've got a new master's in analytics with the business school that's that's standing up. We've got an undergraduate program that is relatively young and it's growing by leaps and bounds. Um, there's a there's an analytics and a sports side to 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 that as well. Um, and so I think what we're going to see in the next five to ten years is an incredible growth in terms of data science at Baylor. Um, and it's part of the Illuminate uh, vision for the, for the, and that's part of the reason for why I was hired, I think, mm-hmm. is um, to try to help with that data science side of things. And so um, I think all kinds of things are going to continue to happen. It's a very, very exciting time to be at Baylor in terms of data science. It is. It's exciting to see, excited to see it build, and excited to see the SCORE project grow ahead. As a sports fan, I'd like to check that out when you get a chance, when the time comes, that things are coming together. Well, Dr. Sturdivant, we really appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us on the program today. Thanks for the interest. Absolutely. great. Dr. Rod Sturdivant, Associate Professor of Statistical Science and Director of the Statistical Consulting Center, our guest today here on Baylor Connections. I'm Derek Smith. A reminder, you can hear this and other programs online, baylor.edu slash connections, and you can subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for joining us here on Baylor Connections.